In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear friends, welcome on this 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. This is pointing to the Saviour of the world. The month of November is dedicated to praying for our loved ones who have died. Most people don't want to think about the dying process and their own deaths. We are too busy trying to live that we don't even make time to consider our own death. And the most wonderful thing about death is that one gets a great opportunity to meet Jesus. But first, we will be judged as to how we used all the gifts, talents and graces that God has given us. Fortunately for us, the scriptures can serve to help us prepare for that moment whenever it comes. In the Gospel today, Jesus tells us about someone who, out of fear, buries his talent. He calls him lazy and takes away his talent. On the other hand, Jesus praises the ones who use and increase their talents and gives them a threefold blessing. Well done! my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. He tells us that if we recognize where our gifts have come from, talents of music, hospitality, heart for the poor, encouragement, healing, empathy, love of learning, teaching and much more and use these talents for the glory of the Creator, we receive three blessings. One, we become grateful servants. Two, we give to receive even more. And three, our retirement is guaranteed. But until then, we are never too old to invest our talents and our gifts. Dear friends, the master seemed to unfairly chastise the servant who buries his talent in the ground. By this, Jesus is speaking to something deep in our human psychology. Each one of us can tend to hold back because we compare ourselves to others. Rather than being scared of using our little talent or comparing ourselves to those who have got more than us, we should develop an attitude of gratitude. Give thanks to God for our gifts and talents and ask his help to invest them as best we can.
A reading from the book of Proverbs. A perfect wife, who can find her? She is far beyond the prize of pearls. Her husband's heart has confidence in her. From her, he will derive no little profit. Advantage, and not hurt, she brings him. All the days of her life, she is always busy with wool and with flax. She does her work with eager hands. She sets her hands to the distaff. Her fingers grasps the spindle. She holds out her hand to the poor. She opens her arms to the needy. Charm is deceitful, and beauty empty. The woman who is wise is the one to praise. Give her a share in what her hands have worked for, and let her works tell her praises at the city gates. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O、oh, blessed are those who fear the Lord. O、oh, blessed are those who fear the Lord. O、oh, blessed are those who fear the Lord, and walk in His ways. By the labor of your hands you shall eat; you will be happy and prosper. O、oh, blessed are those who fear the Lord. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine, in the heart of your house. Your children like shoots of the olive, around your table. O、oh, blessed are those who fear the Lord. Indeed, thus shall be blessed the man who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, all the days of your life. O、oh, blessed are those who fear the Lord. A reading from the first letter of Saint Paul to the Thessalonians. You will not be expecting us to write anything to you, brothers, about times and seasons, since you know very well that the day of the Lord is going to come like a thief in the night. It is when people are saying. How quiet and peaceful it is! That the worst suddenly happens, as suddenly as labour pains come on a pregnant woman, and there'll be no way for anybody to evade it. But it is not as if you live in the dark, my brothers, for that day to overtake you like a thief. No. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to darkness, so we should not go on sleeping, as everyone else does, but stay wide awake and sober. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Alleluia, Alleluia. Even if you have to die, says the Lord, keep faithful and I'll give you the crown of life. Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory be to you, O Lord. Jesus spoke this parable to his disciples. The kingdom of heaven is like a man on his way abroad who summoned his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, each in proportion to his ability. Then he set out. The man who had received the five talents promptly went and traded with them and made five more. The man who had received two made two more in the same way. But the man who had received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, a long time after, the master of those servants came back and went through his accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more. Sir, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. Here are five more that I have made. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have shown you can be faithful in small things. I will trust you with greater. Come and join in your master's happiness. Next, the man with two talents came forward. Sir, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. Here are two more that I have made. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have shown you can be faithful in small things. I will trust you with greater. Come and join in your master's happiness. Last came forward the man who had the one talent. Sir, said he, I had heard you were a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered. So I was afraid and I went off and hid your talent in the ground. Here it is. It was yours. You have it back. But his master answered him, you wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered. Well then, you should have deposited my money with the bankers and on my return, I would have recovered my capital with interest. So now take the talent from him and give it to the man who has the five talents for to Everyone who has will be given more, and he will have more than enough. But from the man who has not, even what he has will be taken away. As for this good-for-nothing servant, throw him out into the dark, where there'll be weeping and grinding of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
dear friends in Christ, these last Sundays, bringing us to the end of the church year, ought to challenge us, even disturb us. While it is true that Jesus is meek and mild, boundlessly compassionate and merciful, and that he loves us unconditionally, it is likewise true that he has great and high expectations of us. After all, God our Father didn't create us to do nothing. It's what he created us for that ought to occupy our attention, disturb our conscience and prod us into spiritual productivity. In today's second reading, St. Paul tells the people of Thessalonica that the day of the Lord, the end of time, will come like a thief in the night when people least expect. Some of these people took Paul so seriously that they quit working and caring for their families. They expected everyone else to take care of them as they braced themselves for the end. Paul had to write a second letter to Thessalonica and tell the people there that those who refuse to work should not eat. Perhaps time will not end before we die. But when we die, our personal time comes to an end. We spend the month of November praying for our loved ones and all the souls of the faithful departed who have died. Death is a reality everyone has to face. How then should we prepare for the Lord to come, whether it is at the end of all time or the end of our own personal time. Instructions are available throughout the Bible, but particularly so in today's Gospel, which comes in the section of the Gospel of Matthew where Jesus is speaking about the end of time. Today's Gospel is the parable of the talents. The master entrusts his possessions to three of his servants and then goes off on a journey. When he returns, he calls them to see how they invested them, rewarding the first two who had returned more to him than he had given them, and punishing the third who buried the talent in the ground. A little something on this. By burying the talent, the ancient law said that the servant was no longer responsible for it. That is why the master in the parable was so upset with the third servant. To the ancients, a talent was a unit of weight. The weight was determined by the amount of water needed to fill a vessel called an amphora. Since the various ancient people had different sizes of amphoras, a talent for the ancient Greeks was 57 pounds, for the Romans 71 pounds, and for the Egyptians 60 pounds. So a talent would most likely be between 57 to 71 pounds, probably of silver. But I think we can use our definition of talent 
to best explain how we need to prepare for the Lord to come into our lives. Our definition of talent is the natural aptitude or skill someone has. Some have musical talent. Some are talented technicians. Some are talented athletes and so on. We all have natural gifts or talents. We were given these talents by God. We're expected to develop them to serve God and his people. Quite often, an athlete will begin an interview after a sporting event in which he or she excelled with, First of all, I give all glory to God. The athlete is right. God is the source of all our talent. The athlete sees his or her talent developing. The athlete sees his or her developing this talent as returning the gift to God. To the athlete, the focus should be on God, not him or her. We all need to do this regarding the many talents the Lord has entrusted to us all. Perhaps someone has to say to you, you are such a good mother, such a good father. Or perhaps someone said to us, I am nowhere near as good at this as you are. Our response, at least to ourselves, should be, whatever I do well, I credit God as the source of the talent. All glory belongs to him. Our talents, all our gifts flow from God. None of us have the right to take credit for them. We emphasize this at the end of the Eucharistic prayer where the priest holds up the body and blood of Christ and says, Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours for ever and ever. And we all say, Amen. God is the source of all talent. All glory is his. But a person might object. God gave me talent, but I have to work hard to develop the talent. A state champion swimmer has to get up early to put in an hour or more in the pool before school starts. Then hit the weight room and go to swimming practice for two or more hours. A doctor who so many claim is the finest ever has had to work hard to get through medical school and residency and now spends as much time as possible developing his or her knowledge to serve his or her patients better. Everyone can point out how hard he or she works to develop his or her talents, but our talents come from God and must be developed to serve God and God alone. He is the focus, not us. His is the glory, not ours. We share in his glory only to the ex- extent that we have allowed him to be seen in our efforts. Nothing that we do should be about us. All our gifts 
should be seen as just that, gifts from God. This is a message we need to convey to our children and teens. The Lord tells us in the parable that the master will come for an accounting of how we use the particular talents he has given each one of us. God has given us enormous treasures, talents in Christ his son. We have a powerful currency, the powers that God has given us. Christ is interested in productivity. He isn't looking for passive dependent persons to follow him, to be his post-ascension agents here on earth. He wants rather gamblers and risk takers to be his followers and to vivify his church. Doesn't it strike us that the parables of Jesus center on farming, fishing and business activities all involving risk taking? Remember the man who found the pearl of great price and then risked all of his net worth to acquire it. Remember the fishing episodes when Jesus asked Peter to throw out his nets yet again even though he had gone through the whole night without catching a single fish. And remember too that episode when Jesus came upon a poor little fig tree that produced nothing and thereupon was going to annihilate it, but held back when the landscaper asked him to wait a year or so so that he could manure it, tend it and bring it to bear fruit. Christianity, dear friends, without courage is Christianity without blood and spirit. So, will the world end soon? Maybe yes, maybe no. We cannot be concerned with worrying about the exact day or hour. What we have to be concerned with is doing our part to prepare for the Lord's coming, either at the end of all time or the end of our personal time. If we develop the talents he, he has entrusted to us, the day will come when the Father will say to us, Well done, good and faithful servants. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have shown you have been faithful in small things. With gratitude for God's gift to us, let us pray in faith for our needs and the needs of our world. For the church, that as we await the coming of the Lord, we may be perfect in the service of Christ. Lord, in your mercy. For all those in government, that they may show a preferential option for the poor in implementing their justice systems. Lord, in your mercy. For all who struggle to find work or enough work to meet their financial needs, that they will be treated with dignity and compassion. Lord, in your mercy. 
for peace in the areas of the world where there is war. Lord, in your mercy, for our parish communities, that we may all offer our gifts of time, talent and treasure in the service of others and the church. Lord, in your mercy, for all who are sick or housebound and those who have recently been bereaved, that the Lord will bring them comfort and peace. Lord, in your mercy, for all those who have died recently and those whose anniversaries occur around this time, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. For our own personal intentions. We now ask Mary, our mother, to intercede for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God our Father, we thank you for the gift of life, for the ability to offer you these prayers. We ask you to hear them through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, dear friends, for joining me today to listen to the Word of God and to pray. Thank you for your continuous support in liking, sharing and subscribing to our YouTube channels and the other platforms. Please keep supporting us in this way. I wish you a peaceful celebration of the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. Let us finish like we began, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>